Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. The midpoint of winter here this weekend. We'll have temperatures rising from the 30s to just shy of 50 degrees. And on Sunday, once again, a cold start, but with high temperatures in the lower to mid 50s throughout the area. So beautiful weekend coming our way. A dry stretch of weather for next week with the next weather maker bringing us rain Friday of next week. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. 37 DuPont Circle, 36 Germantown, 38 Annandale. We're at 42 degrees now in our nation's capital at 2.59. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. It's Saturday morning. It's the weekend, everybody. We've made it. February 3rd, 2024. Welcome in. I'm Dean Lane. Coming up, the U.S. hits targets in Iraq and Syria in retaliation for the killing of three service members by a drone strike in Jordan a week ago, last weekend. Montgomery County's superintendent steps down, but questions about school operations remain. I'm Kate Ryan. Could air tags be the undoing of would-be porch package thieves in the district? I'm Matt Koufax. Because of their incomes and credit scores, they were denied a place to live. I'm Scott Gelman. It's 3 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Christopher Cruz. The U.S. on Friday struck more than 85 targets in seven locations in Iraq and Syria. The strikes were in retaliation for a drone attack that killed three American soldiers in Jordan. The BBC's Hugo Beshega is in Baghdad with reaction. The Iraqis have strongly criticized this attack. We had that spokesperson for the military saying that this is a violation of the country's sovereignty and that this could have unpredictable consequences, not only here in Iraq, but across the region. And this has been a key concern for American officials when deciding how to carry out this retaliation because U.S. officials have been saying that they don't want to escalate the situation in the region. They don't want to have a war with Iran. CBS News military consultant Jeff McCausland says the attackers overplayed their hands. I think they realized they may have pushed this over the edge because in the last few days, they have come out publicly and said, oh, we're not going to conduct any more attacks. We don't want to embarrass the Iraqi government. And the Iranians themselves have repeatedly said over and over and over that we had nothing to do with this. So I think very quickly they realized that they may have pushed this too far. The Newton Teachers Association and the Newton School Committee's bargaining teams agreed to a contract. <laughs> The 15-day-long teacher strike has ended in Newton, Massachusetts. The strike was one of the longest in the state's history. Classes will likely resume on Monday. Seven days of often emotional testimony have ended, and attorneys have made their closing arguments in the involuntary manslaughter trial of a school shooter's mother, Jennifer Crumley, in Michigan. The jury is expected to begin deliberations Monday after they get instructions from the judge. There's a Democratic presidential primary scheduled for later today. South Carolina of Democratic voters propelled then-candidate Joe Biden to his party's presidential nomination four years ago after he did miserably in Iowa and New Hampshire. Democratic State Representative Marvin Pendarvis. They all talked about how South Carolina had helped deliver Biden to the White House in 2020, how we'll do it again in 2024. 
one big question. How many Democrats will cross over and vote in the South Carolina GOP primary in three weeks as anti-former President Donald Trump voters? Jim Crisula, CBS News. A Coast Guard officer inspecting shipping containers at the Port of Houston this week heard barking coming from one of the 10,000 containers. Inside, he found a sweet dog who'd been trapped for at least eight days without food or water. She's been named Connie and is now in the care of vets who are getting her ready for adoption. This is CBS News. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. WTOP at 303. Good Saturday morning. We've made it to the weekend. First weekend in February, February 3rd, 2024. Mostly sunny, mild today. Veronica said the high should be 44 to 50. We're at 42 in Washington now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. We thank you for taking us along for your early 3 a.m. hour weekend morning ride Saturday. She led Maryland's largest local school system. Now this morning, word that Montgomery County's Monifa McKnight has called it quits and resigned after all. Friday afternoon, the Montgomery County Board of Education announced it reached an agreement with Superintendent Monifa McKnight and that she'd step down effective immediately. The board cited a need to, quote, rebuild trust, begin to heal. This after the controversy over a principal accused of sexual harassment and bullying became public in August. That triggered investigations into how the school system handled allegations of employee misconduct. Montgomery County Councilmember Will Jawando leads one of the council committees that has a hearing on school operations next week. That hearing is very much still on, said Jawando. These are not something that just happened. These are over multiple boards, multiple superintendents, and problems that have persisted uh, and that were deep. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. A D.C. man gets more than a quarter century behind bars for shooting a pregnant woman back in 2018 in southeast D.C. 32-year-old Joshua Hemphill was sentenced this week Friday, seven months after being found guilty in the case. Prosecutors say it was in late September 2018 that Hemphill went to the home where his former girlfriend was staying at the time with her friend. In a fit of rage, he fired around into the door and went into the apartment. He then chased the two women, were told, into a small closet where he fired two rounds that hit the friend in the back of the head and in her left hand. The woman was 24 weeks pregnant. At the time she was shot, the victim received emergency neurosurgery at MedStar Washington Hospital Center, both she and the baby did survive. WTLP at 305, porch package thieves, beware. Metropolitan police are using a brand new method now to track stolen packages with the help of Apple AirTag. People want to be able to have things delivered to their home. They want, you know, they want to, they want to feel safe from doing that. MPD 5th District Commander Sylvan Altieri says the new idea came to him when he realized AirTags could lead them to the exact location thieves take their stolen packages to, rather than using manpower to manually track things down. You know, often it's a repeat perpetrator. He says they want those who steal off of others' porches to be worried that their next package could be the one that locks them up for good and says they think this will help reduced thefts by a lot. Matt Koufax, WTOP News. MPD says they're looking for the community's help here to catch porch pirates. If you want to volunteer to place a special tag, special package on your porch, you can email them. We'll have all the info on how you can do that and what they need from you at WTOP.com. A click away. WTOP News Time, now 306. The original murder case here that exposed serious forensic errors in D.C.'s troubled crime lab, and ultimately it led to the lab losing its accreditation. You may remember that. Well, it's finally coming to an end. 
The men, two of them, were sentenced Friday for the shooting death of 21-year-old Amari Jenkins back in 2015. 34-year-old Joseph Brown and 30-year-old Rondell McLeod both admitted that they fired 28 rounds at Jenkins outside St. Luke's Catholic Church that day in Northeast D.C. Brown was sentenced to 25 years, while McLeod was sentenced to 10 years in addition to the 11-year sentence that he's serving for federal robbery charges right now. Two D.C. apartment complexes are now being accused this weekend in a new lawsuit of of discrimination for requiring possible renters to have a minimum salary and credit score. They are practices that perpetuate housing segregation in D.C. Joanna Wasik with the Washington Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights says even the website had discriminatory statements on it. Air Communities owns the complexes in McLean Gardens and Logan Circle. It's really important for tenants who have vouchers to have housing choice to be able to move into those communities. Eviction records in D.C. are sealed after three years, but the companies accused of not taking any tenants with an eviction record. They are discriminating against people with old eviction records. And Wasik says renters can't be denied because of income or credit score. Scott Galman, WTOP News. At 307, we talk transportation Saturday morning on WTOP. Heads up, if you're planning on taking Metro this weekend, be prepared for some station closures. Metro says maintenance and track work will impact the red, green, and yellow lines later today and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday, both days, on the red line, the Cleveland Park and Woodley Park stations will close. Free shuttle bus service will replace trains between DuPont Circle and Van Ness. On the green and yellow lines, trains will single track between Mount Vernon Square and LaFont Plaza. All of it's updated. Click away at WTOP.com. It's Saturday morning. Welcome in. February 3rd. Glad you're with us this morning. Here at WTLP, where the time is 3.08. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Sons. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Good morning to Robert Workman in the WTLP Traffic Center. Good morning. Another change southbound Baltimore-Washington Parkway at the accident scene in Jessup. The five-vehicle accident, they reopened some lanes. Now they've stopped all traffic again, and you're being diverted at 175 West. It looks like the investigation is going to take a while now. Southbound on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway as you come south of Arundel Mills. You'll be diverted onto westbound 175. From there, you can go over to Route 1 or I-95. Now, southbound on 95, between 216 and 198, crash cleanup blocks the right half of the roadway. Not much volume over there, so that's not going to cost you a great deal of time. And if you're getting on from Contera or Beltsville, you should be okay on 95 down towards the Beltway. Outer Loop looks good from College Park through Silver Spring. No issues along 270, leaving the Beltway, heading up towards Gaithersburg and Hyattstown or south out of Frederick, coming down towards Rockville and the Lane Divide. Virginia Beltway doing well between the American Legion Bridge and the Springfield Interchange. No issues coming in towards 495 on I-66, the Dulles Toll Road, Route 7 or 193. Northbound 95 looks good from Dale City. On the ride up towards Springfield and continuing up 395 towards the 14th Street Bridge. Still a little bit of congestion on the eastbound southeast-southwest freeway at the 3rd Street Tunnel, but the accident has uh, been moved at least enough so the traffic can now take that ramp. The WTOP Traffic Studio is furnished by Regency Furniture. You can finance 60 months now with no money down, not a cent out of pocket. Regency Furniture, affordable, never looks so good. I'm Robert Workman, WTOP Traffic. 
mainly clear and cold on your Saturday morning. But temperatures are going to rise very nicely. And in fact, your Saturday is going to be pretty nice and your Sunday is going to be pretty super. So this morning, our temperature is starting out between 30 and 36 degrees with light winds out of the north. Later today, forecasting temperatures topping out between 45 and 50 degrees. And I mentioned a little warmer for Sunday. That will take us up to 48 to 55 degrees. That's almost 10 degrees above the average for this time of the year. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. You're waking up to, we're down to 38 degrees in our nation's capital, brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence pavers, fences, and decks. Six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions do apply. Check them out. Go to longfence.com. WTOP at 310, where we bring you money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Jeff Claybaugh here this early morning to wrap your business week. The economy gained in more than expected 353,000 jobs in January. The Labor Department revised December job growth higher. The University of Michigan's Consumer Sentiment Index shows confidence at the highest in two and a half years. Local smoothie chain South Block plans to grow from 14 locations here to 50 up and down the East Coast. The Dow and the S&P 500 closed at records again Friday. The Nasdaq rallied 267 points. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> and now a speech. I just want to say that friendship is about heart. Heart and brain. Who's with me? Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. And my brain is saying, when it's time to go home, somebody call me a ride. Love that guy. Me too. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. WTOP and 7 News First Alert Weather. Up to the minute forecasts you can count on. Are you a family with child medical expenses and looking for relief? United Healthcare Children's Foundation is here to help. They offer medical grants that financially help families cover costs that are not covered or not fully covered by their commercial health insurance. So far, the United Healthcare Children's Foundation has awarded more than 34,000 grants worth more than $70 million. You don't need to be insured through United Healthcare to qualify. Visit grantsforkids.org. That's grantsforkids.org and apply for a grant today. It's Saturday, February 3rd. Welcome into WTLP. Glad you're with us this early morning. If you're just joining us, mostly sunny, a mild day. Veronica said the high today, this Saturday, should be 44 to 50 degrees. You're waking up this early morning to 38 in our nation's capital right now. Glad you're with us this morning. Welcome in. I'm Dean Lane, 312 on WTOP. You're listening to WTOP News. Dr. Carl Weathers has passed away this week at the age of 76. You lost that fight, Rob, for all the wrong reasons. You lost your edge. All right. I know your manager dying had you all messed up inside. But the truth is, you didn't look hungry. Now, when we fought... You had that eye of the tiger, man, the edge. Weathers is probably best known for portraying Apollo Creed, the rival-turned-friend to boxer Rocky Balboa in Rocky. He's also a former NFL linebacker. He spent one season with the Oakland Raiders before his acting career actually took off. His family says this morning he died peacefully this week in his sleep. This morning, WTOP's entertainment editor Jason Fraley is with us with more on his life and legacy. 
we immediately think of Sylvester Stallone with Rocky, but so many of the elements we associated were actually Carl Weathers' character, Apollo Creed. I mean, the red, white, and blue boxing trunks that Rocky and then Adonis Creed would go on to wear in the, in the sequels started with Apollo in that first one because it was the bicentennial. It came out in 1976, so celebrating that that's what this whole match was about, was this champion, the champion of the world, giving this million-to-one underdog a shot at the title. And Stallone wrote it after seeing the Ali Wepner fight, and so it was the character was kind of a spoof of Muhammad Ali, you know, trash talking and everything. Even Joe Frazier, the rival, even gets in the ring and he's like, You're next, Joe, you're next. Creed in three, all that stuff. But yeah, the whole idea, the reason it was an underdog inspiring, because Rocky said he all he wanted to do was go the distance with Creed. He didn't even have to beat him in that movie. And it was one of those rare movies that was not only the year's top grossing blockbuster, but also won Best Picture. How often does that happen anymore? The very fact that him and Stallone convinced us that he didn't need to win in the end of that movie. They're shouting, I love you, Rocky and Adrian, while Creed is raising his hand in the background. It's just magic that they pulled that off. For me, it's hard to imagine Rocky without Sly Stallone in it, but equally without Carl Weathers. What other roles, though, will he be remembered for? He was in some other pretty good ones. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Outside of Rocky, I mean, Predator, the action movie where he shared the screen with two future governors, Schwarzenegger and Jesse Ventura. Star Wars fans remember him in The Mandalorian. He earned an Emmy nomination there on Disney+. Plus. My favorite outside of Rocky was probably Chubbs Peterson and Happy Gilmore with that wooden hand bit off by the <laughs> alligator. Teaching Happy to putt, it's all in the hips. Yeah, and even smiling down him from heaven uh, to Skinner's Tuesday's Gone there at the end kind of will hit a little different now. But, yeah, I mean, mostly it's, it's Apollo Creed and all the sequels. You know, the rematch was Rocky 2 was against him. Yo, Adrian, I did. It was him. Rocky 3, he teaches Rocky the eye of the tiger after Mickey dies. Them running on the beach. Kind of a meme now. And Rocky 4, of course, he comes to the ring dancing to James Brown living in America and is killed in the ring uh, by Ivan Drago throwing the towel. Kind of that whole there's no easy way out montage. It's the whole reason it's a revenge movie. And then of course, we can't forget Michael B. Jordan as Carl Weathers, Apollo's son in the Creed reboots. Directed by Ryan Coogler, they would go on to make Black Panther. Ever heard of it? So, I mean, Weather's legacy just goes on and on to Black Panther if we really want to, you know, connect the dots. It's pretty incredible. That's our Jay Frey, WTOP Entertainment Editor Jason Fraley on WTOP. Quick look at the top stories we're following for you this morning on TOP early Saturday. Locally, Montgomery County Public School Superintendent Monifa McKnight he is out of a job this Saturday morning. U.S. launches airstrikes in Iraq and Syria in retaliation for the drone attack a week ago last weekend in Jordan that killed three U.S. service members. President Joe Biden and First Lady Jill were at Dover Air Force Base as the bodies of the service members were returned this week on Friday. Stay with us for more in just minutes. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that our daughters have what they need to grow and learn. But that isn't the case for nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. that struggle with hunger. Childhood hunger is a heartbreaking reality that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and provides it to families and children in need. You can help kids in need in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. WTOP at 317. Traffic and weather coming up next. Now the latest from the tech world. Saturday morning on TOP. Make way for biometric logins. This is Soundbites, and I'm Alan Davidson. It's the coming thing in account security. And now one of the leading password manager apps is ready to lean into it. 
Biometric logins replace tight passwords with fingerprint scans and Face ID. And while several different password manager apps let you still use these alongside a master password, the Dashlane app now takes it a step further, letting you sign up for an account using only a biometric login. The advantage is obvious. Nobody else has your fingerprints, and faces are hard to fake. Biometric logins aren't compulsory with Dashlane. But if you're ready to step into the next level of account security, Dashlane's biometric logins are ready to go at dashlane.com. With Soundbites, I'm Alan Davidson for CBS News. Saturday morning, February 3rd. Welcome into WTLP. Glad you're with us. And coming right up after traffic and weather this half hour. Four stores randomly firebombed last summer, and now federal charges are unsealed. I'm John Dome. It's 318. Traffic and weather on the 8s, and when it breaks, Robert Workman's in the WTLP Traffic Center. Southbound Baltimore-Washington Parkway 295 remains closed at 175 in Jessup and looks like this closure will last for a while. It's accident investigation from a five-vehicle crash earlier this morning. All traffic being diverted onto westbound 175. You can use Route 1 or I-95 as an alternate. There had been a crash southbound on 95 down near 198 in Laurel. That's out of the way now, so those lanes are all open as you come down towards Beltsville. On the Beltway through Prince George's County, you should be okay through Greenbelt and New Carrollton and down towards Joint Base Andrews over towards the Woodrow Wilson Bridge. A little bit of congestion left over eastbound Southeast Southwest Freeway downtown near the 3rd Street Tunnel. Earlier accident was moved out of the way. It had blocked that ramp for a few minutes. Southbound on I-95, the pace is good from the Beltway down through Dale City, but a crash down in Fredericksburg at Route 17 ties up the right through lane. Not much of a delay through there. Northbound, your lanes are open on the way to Dumfries and across the Occoquan River and back up towards the Beltway. I'm Robert Workman, WTOP Traffic. Mainly clear and, of course, cold. After all, it is winter out there, right? Temperatures in the 30s this morning. Later today, our temperatures are going to be slightly above average. That'll take us up to about 45 to 50 degrees. But skies will stay mainly clear, so some sunshine, lots of it coming our way for today. And even for your Sunday, mostly sunny skies. Temperatures forecast between 48 and 55 degrees. We'll be warming up a bit next week, starting at 50 degrees on Monday, 60 for Friday. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Ronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. We're at 39 degrees in Alexandria this morning. It's 39 Penn Quarter, 35 Columbia. We are down to 32 now in our nation's capital. Brought to you this 3 a.m. hour Saturday morning on WTLP by Lynn the Plumber Heating and Air. Trusted same-day service seven days a week. Check them out. Lynn the Plumber Heating and Air. WTLP at 320. Good morning. There's nothing that brings out our emotions like winter weather. I love when the trees are glistening, covered in ice. I love making snow angels. I love when it's over. I want it to be over. Even if you're not a fan of the ice and snow, you'll feel better prepared with WTOP's weather updates every 10 minutes on the 8th. We're here for you all winter. The temperatures are really going to drop today. WTOP News. Facts matter. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. The Washington region, where the news changes faster than a teenager's mood. Hi, Mom. Leave me alone. If you want to keep up, keep checking back with WTOP two, three, four times a day. WTOP News. Facts matter. Uh-oh. Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He's starting with the woots. <laughs> and now a speech. I just want to say that friendship is about heart. Heart and brain. 
Who's with me? Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. And my brain is saying, when it's time to go home, somebody call me a ride. Love that guy. Me too. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning. Welcome into WTLP. It's 322 in the morning. Glad you're with us to start your weekend. WTLP, welcome in. This is WTOP News. Investigators are trying to figure out this weekend what caused a small plane this week to crash into several mobile homes. Happened Thursday night in Clearwater, Florida. Officials say this morning the pilot and two people on the ground were killed just three miles from the nearest airport. CBS correspondent Christian Benavides is on scene. Huge explosion. The house shook. Neighbors described the moment after a small plane crashed into mobile homes in Clearwater, Florida as terrifying. I was screaming, call 911, call 911. We had a report of an airplane crash that was above head. The trailer at this location is now on fire. Within seven minutes, firefighters were on scene battling the blaze. Officials say four homes caught on fire, and most of the plane was inside one of them. They were able to throw a significant amount of water and foam on all the structures, which extinguished the fire very, very quickly. For the past five months, one home in Arlington has been reporting a robbery to police. For each month, a pride flag was stolen right off their very own front porch. Now, word coming this morning as we roll into the weekend. The police have arrested two men, they say, in connection to this robbery. 20-year-old Matthew Henshaw of Fort Myer, Virginia, and 23-year-old Joseph D. Gregorio of Bayshore, New York, have been arrested and charged with petty larceny in the case. Henshaw was released on bond. De Gregorio is out on a summons this weekend. One early morning last summer, four stores around the D.C. region were firebombed. Now, nine months later, indictments against two suspects have been unsealed. WTOP's John Doman tells us Saturday morning... It comes now that both men are finally in custody. It's not clear what the motivation was, but 23-year-old Khalil Rollins and 33-year-old Garrett Bragg face four federal felonies, accusing them of detonating Molotov cocktails at banks in District Heights in D.C.'s Brentwood neighborhood, as well as a Nike store and Safeway grocery store in Northeast. All of them happened in less than an hour's time in the early morning hours of July 2nd. And while no one was hurt, there were employees at work inside the Safeway at the time. Rollins has been held since his arrest in the fall. Bragg was taken into custody in Southeast last September, but broke his leg trying to run. Somehow he was released from the hospital, and it took authorities until December to track him down, hiding inside of an attic in Temple Hills. John Dome in WTOP News. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Traffic takes a turn for the worse. You'll hear about it first on WTOP. Northbound 95 has been shut down in Maryland. Traffic updates every 10 minutes on the 8th. I heard it on WTOP. WTOP News. Facts Hi, matter. We're, the Goo Goo Dolls. we're fortunate that our daughters have what they need to grow and learn. But that isn't the case for nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. that struggle with hunger. Childhood hunger is a heartbreaking reality that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and provides it to families and children in need. You can help kids in need in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. It's Saturday, February 3rd. Welcome to the weekend. Thanks for starting with us here at WTLP, where the time now is 325. Sports at 25 and 55. 
And Mr. Rob Woodfork's turn this morning. Fitting for Groundhog Day, the Wizards had a second consecutive bad third quarter in a home loss. They fell 110-102 to the Miami Heat, despite leading by as many as 11 in the first half. Two days after the Clippers outscored the Wiz by 21 in the third period, the Heat went on a 31-15 rollout of halftime interim coach Brian Keefe. We came out and had a great first half. We were playing. Defense was good. Sharing the ball. Second unit came in, really bought it. Came out okay, a little flat start the third quarter, but at the end of the third, I thought we got some great 